And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from our station. We thank you for tuning in for today's program as we're going to continue talking about this very important subject matter regarding God and Magog, past, present, and future. So stay tuned for today's program and feel free to turn in your Bibles with us as we continue looking at Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, we thank you, Lord, so much for your word. Uh, thank you for this deep study into Gog and Magog, past, present, and future. And we, Lord, pray that you bless everyone who's tuned in. Help us, Lord, to understand your word and uh, be awed by your presence and your will for mankind. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about Gog and Magog, past, present, and future. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Hey, if you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, drop by, say hello to us, give us a call if you want more information at 305-992-95. Three, seven. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you back. Great to be on, brother. And what an exciting topic. Uh, what a, I mean, it just blows my mind every time we cover this. And you brought us from the past into the present. And uh, now we're getting the future. It's getting more and more exciting with each passing week. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. It's great to have you on. You know, Nathan, this is, uh, uh, we, we got a very good response. I guess people are excited to find out what is going to happen uh, in the future and also what's currently happening when it comes to Gog and Magog. And for some people, of course, it's a, it's a new subject matter. For others, is one uh, that can sometimes be of uh, debate a little bit. And that's why we're covering this topic uh, in details. But Nathan, before we continue, I want to ask you, man, how was your week? There was a terrible incident in Texas, a shooting. Uh, how are things over there? Well, uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries up at north in Sherman, Texas, right by the Oklahoma border and uh, this Sunday. And we were, Dr. Reagan, the founder and director of our ministry, and myself were at a church preaching. And uh, we got, of course, with social media now, we got a text pretty much right away that yeah. Sutherland Springs Church uh, down near San Antonio a uh, gunman went in and shot up and killed 26 people, I believe. And luckily, a, a neighbor across the street had a gun and, and yeah. shot him and chased him away. And the guy eventually took his own life. And uh, Wow. It's just, again, another another string of shootings. It seems to be one a week now. And just as soon as you, you take into one, you're having to deal with the next. Yeah. And, and it's, it's disturbing, man. And it's yeah. a sign of the end times. The Bible said that there would be sociological events, fearful social events that would happen in the last days as right. lawlessness increases, and we're living in that time. Unfortunately, it seems so often to be Christians, or at least conservatives, who are the targets of a lot of these shootings yeah. uh, by Muslims and militant atheists and all. So it's a scary time to live in, man, but it's a time where we put our faith and trust in Jesus as our Savior and rest that he is in ultimate control. And what's great about that is he has given us the timeline for how end time events will happen. So this yeah. Gog and Magog war fits into the timeline and we then can know that God's in control. 
you know, Nathan, that is an excellent point. And that's why those of you that are watching and listening, we also want to uh, encourage you to continue to pray for America, the things that are happening. But like Nathan Jones just shared, you know, our, uh, our security is in a relationship with Jesus Christ as we see Bible prophecy falling into place uh, all around us, signs everywhere of the Lord's return. Nathan, thank you for sharing that. And also, Nathan, just very briefly, maybe someone is new to our program and they don't know much about the ministry that you're involved with. Can you talk to us a little bit of that and share your contact information? Sure. Again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy, which airs on 13 networks and all over the Internet, awesome. as well as our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. So I invite you to check us out, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. Mm, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And for those of you that are watching us live, you can check it out there on the screen. A lot of wonderful content and a lot of wonderful information for you to take advantage of. So thank you, Nate, for sharing that. And Nathan, also uh, very excited because the holidays are coming, right? Uh, uh, seasons are changing. But also talking about seasons of change, we come to find out, too, that as we study the, the Word of God, we look at each different teaching uh, with a little bit of a different focus. You and I spent some time actually in a very rare book that many people don't tie to biblical prophecy, uh, Lamentation. And uh, we had a, a great time <laughs> through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people don't think of Lamentations as a book of Bible prophecy, but it was written by a prophet, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. and it's filled with prophecy. So yeah, man, you're a brave soul to battle through uh, lamentations but we did it well and that's why now we're changing seasons and now we're going to talk about another important topic that you and i already started to talk about and it's that of gog and magog uh, nate would you be able to take us briefly we talked a little bit about how we came about uh, uh from the past and, and into the future into into the present and, and then into the future can you give us a little bit of background again in terms of gog and magog for someone who maybe just tuned into the program and didn't catch our previous programs well, certainly, certainly. When we talk about Gog and Magog, we're particularly talking about Ezekiel 38 and 39, two chapters in the Bible, extremely prophetic. It's all about this end-time war. Matter of fact, it's so detailed that it even is more detailed than the Battle of Armageddon. Wow. And you started us in this series back in the beginning, back with Noah's children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And they had a number of children and grandchildren who had interesting names like Magog and Rosh and, right. and uh, Tubal and Gomer. And you know, <laughs> these are all names that, that were founded families that became people groups and eventually nations. And over time, uh, they became full nations. Well, today we can trace those people groups into modern-day countries and so when we read about an alliance of nations that will one day come against Israel, it consists of, and again, Ezekiel 38 and 39 gives us the Old Testament names, but we can look today at the modern equivalents, because this prophecy has not been fulfilled yet, and know what nations are going to align against Israel one day. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And, and then, of course, as we started looking at the development uh, of these nations in modern times, uh, chapter 38, uh, you began to open us up there in 38 verses 1 talking about Gog and Magog and Rosh and Tuba and how you pointed out, Nathan, that those are modern areas today, right? Uh, surrounding Israel. Right, right. It gives a list of nations that will one day unite and try to destroy Israel for the purpose of plundering Israel of its wealth and then eventually destroying it. It's led by a leader named Gog 
who is, uh, we don't know if that's a, a demonic name or an actual designation of a person. Right. <clears throat> he hails from Rosh, which is the ancient name for Russia. Mm -hmm. And so Russia will then have this leader named Gog, and if I guess it was today's modern equivalent, that'd be Vladimir Putin. Right. Put a name out there. Let's say Vladimir Putin, he wants Israel, he wants Israel's newfound gas, he wants Israel's diamond wealth, he wants Israel, basically. Mm -hmm. And Russia's moving into the Middle East, it's, it's got now a secure foothold in Iran and Syria, and it's moving south for the purpose of controlling the oil in the Middle East so it can grow one day. So that's a modern-day explanation of why God would want Israel. It, it, it fits into modern time period. But then there's some other nations, too. There's there's Magog, and Magog's an ancient name for the lands of the stands, as we call them today. Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, probably Afghanistan, too. And they will team up with Russia, Russia and other countries. Uh, we read about the ancient names for Turkey. We read about how Iran, Sudan, possibly Ethiopia, and Libya will be a coalition of nations that will gather together for this incredible war for the purpose of destroying Israel. Ooh, excellent. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, for those of you that are new to Bible prophecy or not, just get a map. And when you get a modern, actually Google Earth and Google Earth will take you there <laughs> and it'll show you the names. And it's very exciting, right, Nathan, because we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. And then it's here in the Bible, as you're taking us through, it actually gives us the location, the direction where these nations are going to uh, even be coming from. Right, Nathan, as they align in these last days. Right, right. Uh, well, what we see is that for this alignment of nations that comes against Israel is missing the nations that directly s surround Israel. And I'm talking about Syria, Jordan, Gaza, yeah. Egypt, Lebanon. These nations are not listed in this coalition of nations that will come against Israel. So there are some theories out there why that is. I think the most logical one you can read in Psalm 83, which is a, a prayer for the destruction of Israel's enemies yeah. around it. Now, Israel has never subjugated their animals. They've repelled invasions many times by those nations since Israel became a country in 1948, mm -hmm. but they've never subdued those nations. So it's believed then, when you read this, is that Israel at some point will subdue the nations around them so they're no longer a threat and they are every day a terrible threat against Israel. And then the outer nations that are now united under Islam, along with Russia, will decide to destroy Israel once and for all. Because Israel, now that it will control the Middle East through the Psalm 83 war, will become a superpower, and Russia can't have that. So we're looking at a possible two end-time wars here when we're talking about the Gog and Magog war. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, that's very important because there, there is a little bit of debate. Uh, good Bible scholars, good uh, teachers out there, they have different views oh, yeah. on what we're talking about. And one thing we recognize, right, Nathan, is that we, we can agree to disagree, but we also have to look at the scripture and see what's clear about him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I believe the scripture is clear. There's no accounting for... The nations that, I mean, the nations that surround Israel hate Israel's guts. They yes. have gone to war after war after war, and God has let Israel win again and again and again. There's no reason that these nations would just kick back and let all these other countries try to destroy Israel. I mean, it would seem that even today Iran exists to do nothing more than destroy Israel, and that's yeah. Yeah. even the impetus of their nuclear weapons program to destroy Israel. So mm -hmm. something's got to happen between now and this Gog and Magog war, uh, another war, where Israel either Psalm 83 dominates the Middle East 
Or maybe Saudi Arabia and Iran finally do get out and uh, Saudi Arabia will lose and therefore they're unable to, to get involved. But the nations surrounding Israel uh, aren't a player in this war. So yeah. we're missing a piece of the puzzle here and I believe Psalm 83 fills that missing piece. Ooh, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, the timing of the of the gog Magog war, that's been... Uh, uh, going on forever in terms of different Bible commentators, but uh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, the, the best book that analyzes every possible view of when this Gog and Magog war can happen, I believe, is Northern Storm Rising by Dr. Ron Rhodes. We've had him on our television oh, program a number yeah. of times. He's an excellent, excellent teacher, mm -hmm. and he goes through each of the different steps. And basically, by looking at all the different timing clues and all, he came to the conclusion that most likely this war has to happen just before the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation begins, yep. or at the onset of the seven-year tribulation. And if you're curious, at our website at ChristinProphecy.org, I've written yep. all the notes up and added to them and written this whole article called Timing Gog and Magog. Excellent. If you want to do, find it, just go in our search, type in Gog, and the article will come up and it'll give you a detailed step-by-step of all the different time scenarios. Me, personally, I believe that this will happen right after the rapture, but just before the tribulation begins, because yes. that's where it fits yeah. logically into the end-time timeline. Nathan, and I'm right there with you, and, and that's why we wanted to share okay. at least our point of view so that people can understand where we're coming from. And hey, if you are watching this and you know a lot about Bible prophecy and you're gun-ho about your your view, that's, hey, well, go for it. <laughs> yes. Exactly, but you got to have reasons why you're you're for it, and I think most of the reasons stack up under that the Gog and Magog war will happen just before yeah. the tribulation begins. The reason, primarily to me, is that Israel spends seven years cleaning up the aftermath of that war, and that's exactly how long the tribulation lasts. Yes, I also believe, and not to get ahead. But this is where God personally will intervene in this war, and that means then God's not working through the church, he's now working through Israel, and that to me tells me it's post-church. The church has been raptured, and now God is back into the world working through Israel. So to me then, that, those are the two biggest clues to me that this happens after the rapture but before the tribulation. Excellent point. And I say that, Nathan, because there's good Bible teachers out there that have different views, and we respect that, but I think I'm, I'm with you in terms of the clarity of scriptures, and mm -hmm. everything just has to make sense. So thank you for sharing that. And Nathan, and of course, oh, as we look at this nation coalition coming together, this battle that is forming, uh, we talked about the past, we talked about the present, and then we're heading into the future, and then yet further future, right, Nathan? Because this uh, name, Gog and Magog, it sort of continues through thousands of years of history, even past the rapture and also uh, the, through the tribulation. So this is really amazing, all into the millennial period. Yeah, there is a reference to Gog and Magog as it appears at the end of the Millennial Kingdom, Revelation 27 and 8 uh, references. It says, when the thousand years are over, in other words, the tribulation ends, Jesus returns, yeah. he defeats the Antichrist, he sets up his kingdom for a thousand years, and then Revelation 20 tells us, and when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle in number, they are like the sand of the seashore. And so people are like, well, that's when the Gog and Magog battle happens. It happens at the end of that thousand years. Well, Revelation 20 describes a very different battle yes. than Ezekiel 38 and 39 does. So it's believed then that this Revelation 20 reference is to a 
second Gog and Magog war a look back. Yeah. A number of the players are the same, particularly Russia's returned into the picture. But Gog and Magog in Revelation is a separate war, Absolutely. the very last war of the nine end-time wars that the Bible gives us. Excellent point. And Nathan, and people need to recognize this is a great separation of time there. We're talking about thousand years pretty much, right? Uh, and and that's, that's a big difference when you follow the chronology of the Bible and Bible prophecy. Right, right. Now, the Bible gives us nine wars of the end times, uh, starting with Psalm 83, ending with the second Gog and Magog war. But the second of the, the nine would be then the Gog and Magog war we're talking about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, which particularly prophesies that Russia will make a, a coalition of nations, an alliance with these Islamic nations, yeah. for the purpose of finally destroying Israel, at least attempting to yes. finally destroy Israel. As we'll read in the text, uh, they're in for a big surprise. Absolutely. Take us through it, Nathan. <laughs> All right. Well, we've gotten so far uh, where this horde, this army, I mean, just picture the Russian army, the Iranian the army, the Turkish army, the Libyan army, they've all united, they're all coming to Israel. And even though Israel has one of the best, one of the top yeah. militaries in the world, numbers don't lie. There is no way the Israeli IDF could possibly fight against a coalition of nations this big. And it's so big that the troops, in verse 9, says that, they, that you and all your troops, talking about God, the leader, and with the many nations with you will go advancing like a storm, and you'll be like a cloud covering the land. So there's so many troops, so many weapons, wow. so many tanks, heading into Israel, climbing up the mountains to destroy Israel, that it looks like a black storm cloud coming over the land. I mean, Nathan, and that is just incredible. I mean, really, when we look at the, uh, uh, the military equipment that is available today in terms of planes and now drones and also, uh, it would look, I mean, they could just literally fill the sky in terms of this, what, what the Bible is talking about. Yeah, and we forget, too, that Israel is only the size of New Jersey. It's a yeah. 300 by 75 miles. It's, it's not a big country. Most of the south of it is desert. Its population centers are around Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, and Haifa. And the rest of the country is... And bear in mind, too, that if Israel just survived a Psalm 83 war, that they're likely already weakened yeah. from having to defend itself against yet another uh, invasion and it would uh, attack against Egypt and those other countries. So what we've got here then is a weakened military and a military, though very powerful and technologically advanced, that just can't. That'd be like us going to a ground combat with, with China. Right. We wouldn't win. I mean, we're the best military in the world, the United States, but we couldn't win the land war with Asia. We tried that. It was called <laughs> Vietnam. You couldn't do it. They have too many numbers. And that's the situation here with Israel. The purpose is, is that these Islamic nations will say, hey, we're finally going to unite against them. We're mm -hmm. just going to bring everybody, and there's no way they can stop us then. Mm. Excellent point. Again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Gog and Magog, past, present, uh, and future. Look at Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. So, Nathan, again, this is just fantastic. Now, we know, Nathan, that all this is yet future because there's certain indications over and over in chapter 38 and 39 that talk about the latter days, right? Right, and that's an, a, a key indicator. When you talk about Bible prophecy as it relates to the tribulation, the Bible say latter days, last days, end times. It's talking about an end of the age of human government. And so before Christ sets up his kingdom. 
And that's what we're looking at here. It talks about the latter days end times. So, again, this can have been fulfilled in history, and this coalition of nations has never existed. But right. in the last few years, for the first time in history, we're seeing Russia, Iran, Turkey, they're all uniting it, uh, together. And they're all creeping towards Israel mile by mile. So it, it's the coalition is there for the first time in history, mm-hmm. and the world is ripe for this to happen. Now, I thought I could bring up something else has to happen in order to make these nations feel free to attack Israel without any retribution from the West. And I believe that's the rapture of the church. You will gut the United States. You will gut other nations like yeah. South Korea. There's a strong church in China, a growing church in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Europe is pretty much spiritually dead, but there is a faithful remnant there. Right. And so what you've got is uh, if you remove all these Christians off the planet, then immediately Russia and the Islamic nations will see an opportunity. Yep. They don't have to fear Americans' might and power because they'll be in disarray, and they'll head down into Israel for the purpose of plundering and destroying it. Mm. A- excellent point, Nathan, an excellent nugget, because sometimes those small details really make a difference when we're discerning, when we're talking about biblical prophecy. And this is why, for those of you that are watching and listening, again, this is very important for you to follow along with us as we look at this, these two very powerful chapters in relation to Gog uh, and Magog. Thank you, Nate. Well, certainly, certainly. Well, as the story goes on, and God reiterates this a few times here, verse 10 says, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind, that's Gog, and you will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them, living without walls and without gates and bars. I will Mm -hmm. plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations rich in livestock and goods living at the center of the land. Now, bear in mind in Ezekiel's time, and we're talking about 2600 B.C., uh, excuse me, uh, 600 B.C., so 2600 years ago, that every every city had a wall to repel invaders. (laughs) And so Ezekiel is seeing the future here, and he's seeing all these cities, and I've been around Israel a few times like you have, and there's no, you didn't see walls, right? Other than old city of Jerusalem, which is more decorative, there's no walls around the city. So Israel is now in unwalled villages. It says that they have uh, been gathered back from the nation. Yes. They have resettled the ruins. And we have seen that in the 20th century as Israel, the Jewish people came back after being dispersed from the land for 1900 years. They resettled the ruins, just as this prophecy did. If you go back one chapter in Ezekiel 37, mm-hmm. we talk about the dry bones of Israel, the dead coming back to life as a nation again, and Israel is a nation again. Yes. So the next logical step with Israel becoming a nation again is that it will soon then have to deal with Gog and Magog. And brother, in the timeline, yeah. that's where we are today. Today. I love it. Today, and for those of you that don't know, the date is <laughs> it's November, <laughs> November 27th. Well, I don't mean exactly two days, <laughs> but yes, we're living in the time period where Israel is back in the nation again. And so this prophecy can be fulfilled because Israel feels very protected. They're safe behind their, their um, yeah. weapons and military. They do have a wall that runs through to, to keep right. the Palestinians uh, from coming in in force and attacking. Uh, there's a huge debate whether the land is peaceful because of the Psalm 83 war, or they're peaceful because they have such a strong military. Uh, they got both, and I think they will have both up there. But the nations of Gog and Magog will come down knowing that no matter what, 
Yeah. Israel can't possibly stand up against that large of an army. Absolutely. And that's why we were joking when we said today, but we're in that in that zone, if you will. But Nathan Yes, I, perfect word. Zone. Yeah. Time to era. Era. There we go. <laughs> well, Nathan, and I think the key that you mentioned that people need to pay close attention to is that regathering. In other words, th this could not have been fulfilled, right, Nathan, before 1948 or so, because still we notice that people were just trickling into Israel, right, Nate? Oh, yeah, they, they barely had half a million people. Now, Israel has almost 7 million Jewish people living in, in that country. So, yeah, it, it, it's now Israel's in the news every day, all the time. Yeah. Everybody thinks about Israel. They, they obsess yeah. over Israel. And that's because Satan wants Israel destroyed, and this is going to be his big push. Now, there is more history after this war. As there's the tribulation, the Antichrist rises out of Europe from the chaos, mm -hmm. and then he will then try to destroy Israel with all the nations of the world, not just these Islamic nations in Russia. But that is another story. Hey, and that's that's a that's a good pause right there, Nathan, because our time is short. So, Nathan, for someone yeah. who someone who wants to sort of get an idea, okay, what is the time frame there? Where, where does Ezekiel uh, thirty-eight twelve here? Where does that leave us off in terms of the the future? Where would you put that, Nate, right now? Well, I would put that we are on the cusp of something big happening between Israel and the nations that surround it. That's got to happen first. Yes. Uh, the the current status quo between Israel and especially Hezbollah in the north, uh, it can't last very long. That Iran is using yeah. proxy nations like Lebanon and Gaza to try to destroy Israel, and Syria. It, Iran is using Syria to, now, even though they're in the middle of the worst civil war in history, are attacking Israel too sending missiles over. So Israel's got to do something about that. There's the prophecy in Jeremiah 49 and uh, about how Israel will destroy Damascus, the capital of Syria, right. in one night. And you can only do that with nuclear weapons. So Israel's going to have their back against the wall at some point. That's the time we're living in. We're in mm. the precursor events before Gog and Magog. Man, this is amazing, Nathan. It's just so exciting to be alive in such a time as this. And, and that's why we want to encourage people that are watching and listening. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, what a better time for you to turn to him now. What more evidence needs to be pointed in your direction so that you can see that we are living in those times where the Lord can return at any moment. And we want you to celebrate salvation with us if the Lord were to return today. So we want to encourage you to put your trust in Jesus Christ while there is still time. And Nate, like mm -hmm. you, you always have that evangelist heart. Can you quickly share with that person how they can take that journey to heaven with us if they were to put their trust in the Lord now? Well, God wants you to know him as your, his personal, your personal savior. He yeah. sent his own son to die on the cross in your place, to pay for the punishment of your sins, the evil deeds, the rebellion against him. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He will forgive you of your sins, and you will be saved. That's it. You will have the eternal promise of being with Him forever. You will have the promise of being raptured with the Church, so that you have to endure the tribulation. And that is something you can accept right now by praying from your heart, Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. 
Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And maybe you trusted Christ right now. Hey, why don't you reach out to us? Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to hear from you. Our 321 end time, 321-363-8463. We want to celebrate with you. We want to send you a Bible. And uh, you can also write to us. And uh, we, when you call us, we'll give you more information. And we just want to rejoice uh, with you and thank the Lord for the wonderful things that God is doing. So, Nathan, what an incredible uh, program. And definitely, we're going to have to have another session on Gog and oh, Magog, yeah. uh, future and further future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, for joining us today, and uh, I pray you have an incredible week. You do, brother. All tuned in. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you watching and listening, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Keep looking up. The Lord is coming soon. Have a great week.